That works. What's up, everybody? My name is Jeremiah Red, and this is the Basuda Triangle Podcast. We are coming at you live from Corky's in Temple, Texas. Temple's number one destination for entertainment. My co-host, we finally found him. We had to drag him out of a Goodwill's where he spends most of his time. It's not the coffee shop. Gary Sprague, everybody. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, Goodwill's and coffee shops. That's where you find me. It's either uh, good coffee or trash that I try to resell on eBay. How's that working for you? I mean, pretty good. Dumb people are on eBay. They buy, like, dumb shit. Okay, so we use awesome. that. We use that to fund our stuff. So we don't necessarily need the the Patreon anymore. Dude, yeah, I sold a NASCAR T-shirt that I bought for two dollars. I sold it for two hundred and thirty-five dollars. Jesus Christ, when was this? This is like a, like a couple weeks ago. Was it Dale Earnhardt? No, it was just like some Nextel weird fucking all over print shirt. Not worth it. Not worth it. Somebody somebody was had a smile on their face while they were getting ripped off or. <laughs> dude, I put on bids. I just kept on watching it go up, and I was like, "Dude, this is fucking sick. You guys are dumb." You come to find out, uh, <laughs> there's actually something about it that's gonna flip it for twelve hundred. You're yeah. a dummy. Hey, uh, I made I made what uh, got two thousand percent profit on it. Props to you. Props to you, especially after that crypto yeah. thing you got jammed up in. Oh, 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 oh. Elon Musk, you fucked me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gary. Uh, who do we have today? We got Janie V here from the. Uh, what Happens When I Die podcast. Uh, both me and Jeremiah have both been on their podcast. Definitely check it it's out. It's a, a fun thing. Do you like thinking about death? Do you like thinking about what happens when you die? Um, there's a podcast for you. And it's, uh, it's got Janie on. What's up, Janie? Uh, not a lot. Just slammed some fried rice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, like, ah, let's go! And yeah. then... We and feed then, our guests. Yeah. Sometimes. Feed. Yeah. yeah. We actually gave him a straw and said, hey, it's rising to suck it up. <laughs> yeah. And I tried. Did so I tried. well. Yeah. I tried. So well. Yeah. I was actually pretty impressed. That voice camp really worked out for you. You would be surprised the number of skills I've gotten from voice camp. <laughs> <laughs> Such as? Any knots in there you can teach us? A lot of knots. <laughs> A lot of uh, a lot of do's and don'ts, and some knots, and yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know. Bark, so, you can eat. <laughs> cinnamon, a lot of cinnamon. A lot of cinnamon. A lot of, a lot of cypress trees mm-hmm. making the parchment. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we're going with this. Uh, so Janie is a uh, comedian, writer, um, musician, musician, occultist, occultist, cult leader. Yeah, uh, just absolute weirdo. Weirdo, uh, hailing from Harker Heights. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I hail from there, but that's where I currently exist. Yeah. Yeah. In the spectrum of Texas. Yeah. Um, the Texas spectrum, yeah. <laughs> We're all kind of on the Texas spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like yeah. to know if you can confuse autism and Austin spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've had a few. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna have a drinking game for those of you listening. Every time Gary says like, take a drink, and I promise you, by the time this is done, you'll be very drunk. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be better. That's okay. Yeah. We'll work on it. Uh, give us the backstory, Janie. Like, what got you into like the arts and entertainment, like writing, podcasting, occultists, all those other things that you guys mentioned. Oh man. Um, so let's pick one of them and run with it, and then move to the other. We'll start what with. What got you to being the occult? Oh man, that is a long. And arduous. Okay, so if anybody who's listening knows anything about the occult, you can like fast forward maybe about seven minutes because <laughs> you've probably gone through a similar story. Uh, I was raised Christian. My father. Oh, you're good. You're good. I was raised Christian. 
You're fine. I was raised Christian. <laughs> uh, that's for, if you're listening to the audio, go watch the video, because that was a good bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> raised Christian, uh, left the church when I was in my 20s, and kind of didn't really know what I was doing spiritually with my life, so I became like a staunch atheist, so hardcore I joined the Satanic Temple, which is like secular humanism, but with like a tongue-in-cheek kind of like, <laughs> like, we worship the devil kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, at that time, I was also getting into like sleight of hand magic and hypnosis and all of this stuff. So I was getting like... So you were really working for the devil. I was really working for the devil. Um, actually, so like what's really funny, what really made me just like close the book on God, or at least like the Western Christian God, was uh, I was diving into magic and hypnosis and at a church, as a 20-year-old, you know, I was showing people stuff, and then I started talking about hypnosis and showed a little hypnosis. And I had a youth leader, like the college-age youth leader, be like, hey, no more hypnosis stuff. We think only God should have control of people's minds. <laughs> I was like, all right, you obviously don't understand what I'm doing. And, like, I don't belong here, so I'm going to leave. Uh, went, became a Satanist for a while. That wasn't really doing anything for me. That and the, like, Satanism is, like, three edgy five me. Like, it... <laughs> No offense to the Satanists out there. I know some Satanists who are really cool, like genuinely good Satanists. My partner is a Satanist and is like one of my favorite people. Um, I'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> She's easily top 15. Uh, <laughs> um, Fluctuates depending on the it, day. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, always top 15, sometimes top 10. <laughs> so uh, we, I, um, like, yeah, no offense to Satanists just wasn't my bag mm -hmm. especially like levain satanism gets like a little weird like especially in one of the books when you get to like their thoughts on eugenics yeah like it's like, like it dark. yeah it's like very might is right kind of like a little authoritarian like they're all like libertarian but they have some very authoritarian views and i'm not an authoritarian person i grew up punk rock so like uh yeah. yeah not really my my jam and then uh i started reading this comic book called the invisibles by grant morrison uh grant morrison back in 1992 was abducted by fifth dimensional beings after climbing the monkey steps in camp mandoon and sh they showed him uh like what all the universe was about and he turned it into a comic book uh imagine like the matrix but instead of like computers and techno it's like wizards. That's sick. Yeah, it's like it's wizards and like there's uh, uh, there's like a number of trans characters and this is like 1991, that 1992. Like a super fun D and D campaign. Yeah, it, yeah I have I have a hard copy of this book if you ever want to come over and read it. It's not allowed to leave my house, but if you want to come over and read it. <laughs> By the same Texas, it's not allowed to leave. Yeah, house. not allowed to leave my house. Um, but like reading that and then diving into uh, very basic rituals like uh, sigil working and like uh, lesser banishing rituals I started to like really fall in love with it because I was getting results like I would do I would do a, a sigil which uh, if you want to class on that subscribe to the Patreon uh, <laughs> uh, so I would do sigil working and I was noticing that like a lot of this stuff was working and I was like whoa like this is crazy magic is real so I dived even deeper into it to the point where I was doing like full rituals like butt naked and had like candles and shit around me and it was like chanting and screaming and like 
doing uh, hallucinogenics to like make my magic more powerful. That's just a Tuesday night for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it sounds like uh, Gary's foreplay for his Tinder date. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. doing. See, I'm doing it with magical intent and trying to make the world better, not just fucking. Sometimes <laughs> fucking, not just fucking. Um, but yeah, it was like a way for me to connect with like universe or God or whatever you wanna you wanna call it. The ethos. The ethos, all of it, the the ether, the, the fucking the Dow. Yeah, big boss, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've taken a step back from it just because uh, the occult is. So I practice specifically something called chaos magic, which is like the punk rock version of magic. You had like old schools of magic where like you've got to do it with this dagger or the demon won't listen. Uh, and <laughs> the finicky demon. Yeah, and then like chaos magic was like no, it's the intent. That's okay. important. Like less gatekeepy. Less gatekeepy. Like the mod. Like uh, the, the overall ethos of of chaos magic is like the best representation of a sword is a sword, but a butter knife will do. Okay. okay. You know. So like you do. You work with what you got. You can't afford that thing at the mall. So yeah. Yeah. Butter knife. Like if it's just like so. Is um, my plastic knife from uh from Nami's work? Yeah. Like it, it's I'm all sick. about. I. You want to hear a fun story? Uh, I did a ritual. Um, I'm not going to name the bar or the people <laughs> that are involved. But Do I know this bar? Maybe. Okay. But I used to frequent a bar with some friends, and we would play music. You know the type of music I listen to, yeah. which is a lot of punk, a lot of metal, a lot of ska, a lot of, like, not normal, like, not your normal, like, Texas. Not, not Nirvana and Nickelback. Yeah, you know, like... I can only listen to so much like Silverstein pickups before I'm like, we've got to speed it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm get it. Kill myself. Yeah, get it more intense. Your lazy eye. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so me and some me and a, another friend who practiced the occult, we like quickly structured this ritual. Oh, they were skipping our music. We were, oh, we were okay. playing music and they kept skipping it. And we went in to talk to them. They were like, we don't know what you're talking about. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. So we go out and we harness the spirit of Bugs Bunny. <laughs> We harness the spirit of Bugs Bunny, and the only way to describe it is we we create like an esoteric metaphysical hand grenade <laughs> with this ritual. Like we and we encapsulate the spirit of Bugs Bunny into a bottle that we had just drank, and we all I'm not gonna go into detail about the ritual, but it, it held the spirit of Bugs Bunny. Did you come in this bottle? No. Okay. Not this time. No. Um, <laughs> Come is very important to magic. Uh, <laughs> Alistair Crawley knew. Come is very important. I, I've, I've messed with some witchy chicks. And yeah, like, dude. Come is very. Come. Like, it's like the two. It's like come and period of blood are like the, the two time most. I, during sex, I didn't want to come because I didn't know what she was going to do. With it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't know. I take that condom with me. <laughs> uh, so we have the bottle, and the way it was structured to go off is we would we would bring all of our cups in. We would leave, and every bar smashes the bottle in their big bag of bottles yeah. Yeah. Uh, to avoid any kind of TABC issue. So we were like, okay, so it should be just confined to the bar. It goes off, and it will, like, ruin their day. You know, that was it. I wanted, like, them to get stiffed on some tips. I was just like, you know, I didn't want anything terrible to happen. I was just like, you guys are assholes. You don't deserve any money for the night. Okay. Uh... Three weeks later, the owner of the bar is fleeing to Mexico because of, like, some kind of crimes that may have happened. So everybody... I do know this bar. Yeah, so everybody... So everybody in the bar loses their job. My buddy, who's a tattoo artist and practices the occult, has uh, all of his bookings canceled on him for about a month. I had just got hired for a job, and they're like, we'll send you the paperwork to fill out. It's going to come in two halves. They send me the first half. 
I never get the second half. I call a couple of, like a week after the ritual, and they're like, oh, we decided to go with somebody else. <laughs> and I was like, but you already sent me the paperwork. And so they're you like, guys got hit with, the, with a dose of friendly fire. Yeah, now. dude, we accidentally made like a little big boy of uh, <laughs> a little fat man of Everyone a fucking... Everyone had a bad week in that five-mile Yeah, dude, and like I talked to my buddy who's uh, my best friend who you may have met Jacob at the party, the, the ginger yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he and I, like, were diving into the occult at the same time, and so I told him what happened. I was like, yeah, I used the spirit of Bugs Bunny. He's like, you're a fucking idiot. And I was like, what do you mean? It's just like, you know Bugs Bunny is, like, the modern interpretation of Br'er Rabbit, who's just, like, an American folklore god. Like, it's like, it, like yeah. So he's just like, you literally took one of the most mischievous, mischievous American gods in the South and used him to try to ruin somebody's day? No. <laughs> that is not how you use Br'er Rabbit. And I was like, oh, yeah. Huh. Lesson learned. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So I, I tend to just mostly stick to sigil working now. Yeah. Because <laughs> you try to nuke all of that. Yeah, dude. I, like, yeah. There's some rabbit god. Yeah, dude, like, three bars. If, we, if you know the bar I'm talking about, like, a bar on either side also shut down. Because, because of this thing I made. Yeah. You're a wanted person now. So yeah. Metaphysically, dude, there are angels out there who are just like, <laughs> I'm on heaven's most wanted right now. So how'd you get into music? <laughs> <laughs> I like music. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I just I grew up playing guitar. My dad was in a ska band. My dad was in a Christian ska band. And like, <laughs> yeah. God. I gotta give this a listen. Yeah. You have a name? Do they have stuff out? Uh, no, I don't think they ever released anything. Uh, but if you know, like, the OG Supertones or the Insiders or Five Iron Frenzy, it was, like, that kind of oh, ska. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, with God. Yeah, well, those are all Christian ska bands. Those are all bands that are just, like, Jesus is a friend of mine. All those oh. bands are that kind of ska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, I always just enjoyed making music. Like, I would dabble with guitar. I was in a punk band for a little bit. Uh, now I'm doing EDM production. Uh, That's how it goes. I know a lot of dudes who used to do like punk rock stuff, and they all always find themselves in the EDM or like solo black metal projects. Yeah, yeah. You either yeah you go black metal or you go like some sort of synthesizer based music, yeah. or you meet in the middle and do dungeon synth. Yeah. Like those are the three paths you have. Or you listen to like that that last AFI album, and you're yeah. like, I'm doing a post punk band. I'm doing post punk now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, I do want to do a post-punk project. Dude, it's uh, good. Yeah, I love post-punk. Like, I'm not going to lie, that new AFI album, whatever, they're like, it's more post-punk. Like, I was like, ah, oh, fuck this. But I listened to it, I'm like, this is phenomenal. I haven't listened to it yet. My uh, favorite post-punk album to come out in a while, uh, well, I would consider it uh, post-punk. Priest just released, well, they're more like synth-punk. Okay. Uh, Priest released an album, but it's very, like, ministry kind of influence so okay, it's synthesizer okay. heavy but um it's still post-punk uh and then uh the garden uh horseshit on route 66 the garden has been blowing the fuck dude up. yeah dude i've been my so my brother got me into the garden yeah. years ago like right before um right before kiss my super bowl ring came out so okay, 2019 okay. 2020 okay. and then Horseshit on Route 66 comes out, and now they're booked for fucking Coachella, dude. Yeah, uh, someone that I know, like, posted a bunch of uh, pictures on Instagram from, like, uh, oh, seeing the garden. I was like, and I saw them on the stage. It's a huge fucking stage. Like, 
what what happened here? How yeah, happen? dude. Yeah, I remember when like, cause they're from California. Yeah. And like I like I would follow see just what venues they were playing, and they were playing like small little dive bars. Like, like 200, 300 cat volume. Yeah, venues. yeah. And now they're playing fucking Coachella. I'm proud of them, dude. Yo, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anytime like something super underground can make it back like up to that level, like people are like, there's always those posters like. Well, I like them better when they were used to be playing in front of 400 They're people. Sold out, yeah. Man. I'm like, I guarantee you the garden was not like, we're so stoked to barely be able to pay for gas. And yeah, dude, $100. yeah. It's like two brothers who live together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, who are like, they're finally making it. And they both have solo projects. So they both have like two solo projects that they do. And then they also have two other bands that they perform in Jesus with Christ. together. Yeah, so I think in total, like, both of them combined, I think they're like in nine or ten. That's bands. their own MCU. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, it's great, dude. Yeah, the extended Fletcher universe is great. <laughs> like, if you're into if you're into Muzak, definitely check out Macabre Plaza. Macabre Plaza, okay. Really good. If you like mall music, Macabre Plaza is where it's at. Okay. It's hard to say. It's a very difficult name. I don't We're know why they named it. We're gonna make a playlist with this with this episode. We're gonna yeah. Release a playlist. Yeah. If you subscribe to the Patreon, you'll. Uh, <laughs> Hey, we still don't have just yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we've referenced referenced it so many times. We have to now. Yeah, something like that. Uh, or the OnlyFans. We'll figure the, that out. Well, we're working on content for those things. But either way. Yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna fucking cowboy up on the twenty yeah. second. Oh yeah, on the twenty second we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be cowboy boys. Cowboy boys. Yeah, yep. we're gonna be uh, boys doing cowboy stuff. Interesting. We're gonna we're gonna be riding a horse. Oh! I've never even touched a horse. For some reason, I've always wanted to ride one at least once. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm not country, I'm not cowboy, whatever. Just always something I thought would be cool. And then I was like, hey, you know, that'd make decent content with me and him and uh, yeah. our producer who's in a probationary period right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, until one of you get kicked by the horse and then the twenty, <laughs> the, the 25th, we're doing a cowboy boy memorial service. Be <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so uh, Gary didn't make it? Yeah, dude. Gary... Well, so I don't like horses. We've talked about this. Yeah. Like, we both don't like horses. Yeah. And like... What's wrong with horses? I just... I can't read them. And like... I don't yeah. like their ears. I can't read horses. Dead. And their kicks can fucking kill you. There is that. We literally built our entire civilization because of horses. And um, I'm okay with being cavemen. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it wasn't just horses. Actually, horses... We don't have time to get into horse history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so like, I it was more—it was more oxen. All I know yeah. is that I'm not going to stand directly behind it. Yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah. Beside it, in front of it, on top of it. I do fuck it. with donkeys, though. Donkeys and mules, dude. They're they have great. such personality. Yeah, dude. Them. There's a donkey that lives across the street from my house. Dude, oh yeah. He's great, except when it's like three in the morning and he's out there. Ah. It's like having a big cat. Yeah, dude. I love donkeys. Okay. If you come with a carrot, he'll just come and chill. Oh yeah. Yeah. My uh, my grandpa used to have a donkey. It was sick. Yeah. Um, so how do you get into comedy? Uh, through music. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was performing at a music open mic, and uh, they were like, hey, on these days we do poetry. And I was like, oh, okay. So I did a couple of poems, and I was like, but I really want to do comedy, because I'm funny. Uh, so comedy is what I want to do, but there's no comedy open mics in the area, and I only know poetry open mics. So I'm just going to write funny poems and <laughs> hope that they work. The dog poem is a poem I used to perform oh, wow. sick. at poetry open mics. <laughs> that was like, I, whenever we had open mics here in Belton, well not here in Belton, we're in Temple, but in Belton, uh, I, was, I wanted to do 
funny stuff too. Yeah. But like, I was like, I can't do comedy. I told myself I couldn't do comedy. Yeah. But I could do open mic poetry. So we just add lines. Like, yeah. In that poetry. Yeah, yeah. And people got laughs. I was like, all right, cool. And then uh, eventually it turned into me going full on comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same thing. Same thing. I had a, a poem called uh, Terrible Decisions. And it was me just screaming, I shouldn't kick that beehive as loud <laughs> as I could into a mic. I Like, I did actual poems, but I also loved doing just like. Because I. Oh. I'm not a fan of slam poetry. I was when I was in high school, you know, back when I was stupid. Right. Uh, but now, like, and I've heard some good slam poetry before people start atting at me on, yeah, calm down, on calm Twitter, down, you fucking yeah. nerds. No, uh, go after them and not because uh, I think that this is a bad thing, what they were saying. So much so as, dude, any, any engagement. Any engagement, any engagement's good. Engagement. Yeah, come cyberbully me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, like, I did a little bit of slam poetry and then I grew up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I just, uh, when I moved to Texas, um, no, I moved to Arizona. When I moved to Arizona after North Carolina, uh, my buddy Jacob was living in Arizona at the time. He was doing stand-up comedy, so I started going out oh, performing with him. Uh, and then I moved uh, around a little bit more, ended up here, and then I started performing at the Foxhole, uh, which is now Game Day? I don't know what it is now. Yeah, it's Game Day. Yeah, because yeah. it used to be Ernie's, and then it was... Just a series of Will Call, yeah. and then it was the Republic... And yeah, so... Oh, I remember it was Republic. Yeah, yeah, dude, back when that place was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. Uh, so, yeah, so I started performing comedy open mics there, Taiku, um, the the coffee place that Danny used to own. Cup of Joe? No, no, Danny, before oh. he passed away, he owned Danny's Trannies. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he owned a coffee shop near there, too. Um, so... Just started doing that, and then also like I used to write sketches with friends. Mm-hmm. So, so you uh, just like blossomed into the comedy. Yeah, that? yeah. I've just always been because I did theater in high school too. Yeah. So like I've always just been pulled to improv and uh, stagecraft. So. I used to do poetry uh, to open up punk shows. I used to do spoken word stuff, and no one hates you more in a crowd and a bunch of punk kids who cannot wait for a, like an 80s style hardcore band to yeah. play. Hey, who the fuck told you that was a good idea? Yeah. Uh, my friends kept booking me. They were like, no, you could open up the set. Or if a band was late, they'd be like, Gary, we got 15 minutes. Get up there. They're like, yeah. Gary, we heard you have suicidal ideation. What if somebody else kills you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? You should have brought a little Casio yeah. that you could play while you were doing your poetry. Add a little zhuzh to it. As long as it yeah. was built uh, after 1986. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You need like one of those old like prang kind of like those, kind of Casios. Like those old reggae Casios. Yeah, like, like the one that have the speaker right here to the left. And it's always broken. Yeah, what a <laughs> those kind of Casios. <laughs> that would have been great. What was comedy like for you early on in Arizona? I guess. I oh, it was bad, dude. I was not funny, but uh, I went up and tried. Yeah. Um. Arizona comedy, the Arizona scene, I don't know, I'm pretty sure it's still kicking. Uh, but at the time, it was really big. There was a lot of venues to go and perform. Uh, but it's like performing in Austin. You know, it was very clicky. It was yeah. very kind of like, you're just performing for comics. Um, but like, you know, it was nice. I like I don't plan on getting famous doing comedy or music or mm-hmm. any of this stuff. It's all just like, it's hobbies, you know. 
Can I you just keep the brain moving. Yeah, dude, it just it makes it makes my brain tingle. Yeah, so you want to get famous in the occult. Yeah, yeah dude, absolutely. which getting famous in the occult is like the exact same as never getting famous. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about it until you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, well, no. So like, there's a lot of occult writers that I really, really like. And they like self-publish on Amazon. You know, like, <laughs> like, like you don't get famous in the occult. Uh, like, it's like it's like trying to become like a famous Buddhist monk. Like, it doesn't happen. Yeah, those are my favorite books, though. Those self-publish on Amazon. Yeah, like, anybody can do it. Like, we yeah, can dude. release a book right now. That's yeah. true. I've heard. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, I can't. I can't wait to get. I ordered like a couple of them recently. And I know they're gonna be bad. And I can't wait. Yeah, I've gotten uh, my buddy got me some like people who are self-published. Uh, Chuck Tingle, who writes uh, avant-garde erotica, he writes like really high concept. He, I'll just let me pull up some of Chuck Tingle's uh, titles. Let's see. That's good. Oh, this is gonna be good. Oh yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I will say like uh, Janie has been one of the most interesting comics. To, oh, hundred uh, percent. Every time is we always reference weird shit. And so. Thank you. I appreciate that. I like being the the weird. Uh, so um, uh, they wrote a horror novel called Straight. Okay. It's about cishet people. Right. Uh, Pounded in the butt by my own butt. There's one of their books. That sounds like a punk band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Space Raptor Butt Trilogy. Wait, is it a trilogy? Yeah. I need all three. Uh, my my billionaire Triceratops craves gay ass. <laughs> I'm gay for my living uh, billionaire jet plane. <coughs> Not pounded by romance wranglers of America because they're new. Oh, sorry. This is a very long title. I mean, uh, none of them were short except for the first one. Not pounded by romance wranglers of America because they're new leadership from the depths of the endless void. Good lord. Uh, helicopter man pounds dinosaur billionaire ass. I knew one of them was going to come out and again. Slapped in the butt by my handsome laundry detergent pod. <laughs> Better than eating them. A lot of dinosaurs. A lot of dinosaurs, yeah. So, like, Chuck Tingle is great because Chuck Tingle is, like, this autistic writer who, um, uh, like, you know, everybody's, like, back when we legalized gay marriage in the U.S., everybody's like, what's next? Like, they're going to want to marry horses? And Chuck Tingle was just like, I mean, like, if that's the worst case scenario, like, I'm going to make, like, loving, consensual, gay horse billionaire relationships <laughs> to, like, to normalize it. Like, you guys are, like, making a big deal out of nothing. That's not where anybody wants to go. But if that's what you're thinking, this is what it looks like. So that just makes our talk my talk case earlier. Is secretly your kink. Check yeah. it out. Yeah, don't be horse <laughs> Here's one of my favorite titles. My butt, is, uh, my butt is comforted by the realization that I'm okay and everything will be all right. <laughs> That's enlightening. Yeah, Chuck Tingle's great. I love. That's he wrote his own tabletop role playing game where you can play in the universe of where all his books take place. Shout out to him. Is he still alive or not? Yeah, yeah. He's still. You could follow him on Twitter if you wanted to. He's great. He's really funny. Goddamn! I wish I kept my Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter sucks. Yeah. So I'm not gonna get famous in the occult because of self publishing. Yeah. Because yeah. Chuck Tingle's got all the pussy. For yeah, yeah, dude. Or you get on something like Scarlet Letter Press. God, which I that forever. they like they do I believe it's called Scarlet Letter Press um, they Sounds do like tanky. grimoires okay. so other occultists have worked with spirits and stuff and then they'll publish those grimoires that you can get interesting yeah so with all these things like comedy and writing stuff like that being kind of just like a side hobby you think that's probably what it's going to be and you'll end up like 
goes to something else since you're not really trying to make it like a full-time thing? I mean, uh, so like me and my buddies have, um, I'm part of a sketch comedy group called Young American News, uh, and we have a sketch comedy show kind of working its way down the pipeline very slowly. We've been working on it for a few years. We started during the pandemic. Um, Do you have anything out yet? No, we're doing our first table read in about a month. Okay. And then we're going to record from there. It's all, it's all going to be released on Spotify. Okay. Because okay, okay. it's like a, an NPR parody. Ah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I like how we went all at the same time. <laughs> uh, we're so synced up now. Yeah. We're yeah. period at the same time next. <laughs> uh, so, I feel weird. Yeah. It's uh, that, like, and it's something I don't want to. If I got some recognition from it, that would be cool. Yeah. But, you know, like, uh, I'm one of those people that, like, once you get one set of eyeballs on a piece of art, it's. it's made its value. Yeah. So, like... If you can pay your electric bill, you're fine. Yeah, if if it could, that's cool, but it doesn't have to. Yeah, yeah. Like, because you're doing it for the passion. Yeah. You yeah. love to do it. Yeah, I do Start comedy. small, dude, like Netflix or Tubi or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, I do comedy just for comedy's sake. I like being funny on stage. I like being funny with my friends. Yeah. There's really no other... Like, I don't want... Like, if I got, like, a Netflix special, cool. I, like, I'm gonna fucking spend as much money as I can oh, yeah. for it. Take, like, it wouldn't even be funny. It would be my worst jokes. Yeah, take the ne- take all yeah. the Netflix money. Yeah, dude, high production value, mediocre-ass jokes <laughs> is what I would do. You're gonna yeah. have, like, one of us is writing your jokes in the back, like, here, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would kind of be like, so this entire set was written 15 minutes ago by my buddy Gary Sprague. <laughs> you yeah. pull up a coaster, you're like, alright, so, you dyslexic fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't read any of... Did you write this in crayon? He's just like, Cod... Yay? <laughs> Cod... Cod-ya. Kanya. Kanya. Booze. Kanya hates show. Jaws. I don't get it. <laughs> hates the booze. I don't know who Kanya yeah. is, but they are not a fan of uh, Spielberg movies. Yeah, no. Why are we yaying after Khan? I don't get it. Star Trek <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't understand. Khan! Sorry, I'm checking my phone because it just went off and it's... It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> so with the with the Arizona comedy scene, I know you kind of answered this, but I'm trying to drill down on it because um, you say you just like being funny on stage. Yeah. But with the Arizona comedy scene, you said it was like kind of clickish. People didn't really support you. So I'm curious, what made you decide to like circle back around? If there's anything more than just wanting to do it and not really giving a shit what other people told you or thought. Yeah, it's so like one of my biggest comedy icons is Andy Kaufman, which like. 90% of his material nobody found funny yeah you know but he did it because it was something he had to do he just like he felt he was just like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I felt a similar way with my comedy you know that dog poem I've been performing for fucking 13 years Jesus yeah dude that was like new to me well it's not new but it's like new new to me yeah yeah uh, and you know it's like I like that disruptor kind of mm-hmm. as much as I hit the term disruptor uh, I like that kind of... It's avant-garde. Yeah, comedy. yeah. Because, like, and it ties in with, like, the occult and ties in with a lot of, like, my, my spiritual beliefs. Is just, like, I love being that... Because, you know, I did magic and stuff. I love being that person who, like, you're so used to, like, like, one zero one one zero one zero one, and then I'm, like, two, and you're, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because you're non-binary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, zeros. I don't like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mel. Um, Thank you, Mel. So, like, uh, that's one of my things is I just like being, 
I don't know. Yeah, I like being like a chaotic force in the world. Yeah, but like, not chaotic into where like I'm hurting people's feelings or yeah. I'm doing anything evil. I just like, I just like making people go. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing to do during your sets because I've heard you do comedy multiple times and like just watch new new people watching your sets because like like the dog one throws some people off because I've seen people go. Yeah. Oh. Those are I love when we have big crowds when I perform that joke. I love locking eyes with the one person who does <laughs> not get it. It is my favorite thing like, to do. Why, why is he barking? Just yeah. So the, shit out of the the dog poem to like to spoil it for everyone is I talk about how I have a poem from the point of view of my dogs to the mailman, and it goes like this, and then I bark until it's no longer funny to me. <laughs> sometimes it's fifteen seconds. Sometimes it's a full forty-five the seconds. The longer it goes the more excited I get. Yeah, I love when I can do it really long because I also do it in English afterwards, which is just me screaming hey over and over and then ending with the question, what are you carrying? What's in the bag? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I love, I love the moment where I just lock eyes with one person (laughs) and they're just like, I don't get what you're doing. And I'm just... And they're just like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> and you look at the same person when you go, hey, hey, hey. I try hey. to find a new person. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. now they're getting it, but also they're like, what the fuck? Why yeah, yeah. So now it? they're like, because everybody, like, they finally get the first point. They're like, oh, haha, it's a, po- it's a poem from a dog, so he's barking. And then I do it in English, and it's basically the same joke. Yeah. And now they're like, okay, like, now I don't understand why this is funny. Like, it's now I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also, like, it's such a it's just such a genius way to like you're saying because, like you said, you're, you're saying the joke twice. Yeah. And you're like adding time because there's some people like they cannot figure out how to like fill in time. Yeah. And like you can do that, and like you said, forty five seconds on the barking, and let's say you do thirty five seconds. I could do a full five minute set of just that joke oh, yeah. if like I really wanted to, and. My second favorite people to look for when I perform that joke are the comedians who either don't get it or hate it. There's a couple of people. There's a couple of people who come here yeah. to Corky's that do not like that joke. They do not find it funny. They found it funny the first time, and then every time I perform it afterwards, there's like I want to say there's three or four of them who are just like, not this fucking one again. Yeah, like the moment I set it up, I see them. I see all of them look at each other. They're just like, I oh, love it. Great. It's like, because, like I said, I love seeing the reaction of the audience. Yeah. So, like, and, like, I know, I kind of know, I think, you know, you're talking about, but I'm pretty sure I've There's seen. a number of people. And, like, There's, yeah. And I'll, like, look around, and I'm like, who am I going to look at this time? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, that's a joke for me. I don't give yeah. a shit if anybody else finds it well, funny. That, well, comedy is, like, when it comes down to, like, doing comedy, like, you're doing this shit for you. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not, like, I love doing comedy, and I love doing this, and, like, but like I, I love doing the podcast, and the podcast is like, like we get to talk to you, but also it's in a way it's for an audience, yeah, because we're making content for yeah. somebody. But like also, I love hanging out with people and talking about crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's definitely like it's a scene, and like that's why I didn't really like the Arizona scene, and that's kind of why I don't like the Austin scene. Is it, it's not that like. It's not that like people are mean. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, there are a couple of people who well, like, yeah, are mean. Always going to be some people. But, like, you can tell everybody is striving to be the... Or not everybody. A a number of comedians are striving to be the next Netflix special. Yeah. And the Mm -hmm. comedians I really like, and there's a few of them that do exist in Austin, that are doing it just because they're like, 
wouldn't it be funny if I did this? And it's like, yeah, that's real funny. Those are the people. <laughs> See, that's my motivation most of the time. It's no. <laughs> what the fuck? No. Yeah, D, I love, there is a, <clears throat> there was a comedian uh, back in Arizona that I absolutely loved who did a Jack Lemon impression. And he'd be like, this is my Jack Lemon impression. And he would put a lemon wedge in his mouth and then smile. And that's it. One of my favorite jokes. I laughed every time he did it. Half of the audience was just like, I don't get the joke. Or it was just like, that's dumb. That's not Jack Lemon. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was the funniest thing because it's like a stupid, like that joke was for him. Yeah. And he performed it and I was like, yeah, that's what you do. That's how you do true art. That's, that's how you do that's art for yourself. something that I'm trying to fucking figure out right now is yeah. uh, when a joke doesn't land was like, okay first thing is like the people not get it yeah it's just not funny yeah because the reaction's the same yeah 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 like, uh... well and then like you'll have like some jokes that like just make people uncomfortable and yeah. it's genuinely funny but like uh like i talked with alex about the terminator bit yeah it's like alex. white audience alex cunningham yeah not everybody oh, yeah. knows alex oh, yeah. on a first name um, basis shout yeah. out to him yeah rock yeah. today uh alex cunningham like we talked about like how like white audiences get really uncomfortable when I mentioned like not drinking from the same water fountain as robots, because they're like they think like oh they think it's like maybe a racial thing yeah, or, and, yeah. but then like I'll see black audience members and they'll, they'll crack up yeah 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 the joke and they're like dude that shit was funny but like it just it you have to play to certain audiences but then also like if I say that joke and it's a bunch of white people are just like oh I can't yeah. that joke now becomes my joke yeah that, most of for me most of my performance is if there's one person laughing one person laughing that's who I'm performing for oh yeah yeah well that's like playing music whenever yeah. you're playing music if you can get a hundred people in that venue but three people like it you're playing for those three people yeah yeah I don't give a fuck if anybody else is like you know there are some people there are like some people in the scene who I know for a fact that like we are not fans of each other's comedy yeah but I know that there's one person in the audience who enjoys this person. Yeah. And like, cool, that's fine. Like, not not every art has to be for me. Yeah. Well, the thing you is, know? too, like, when you brought up, like, you have people in there that hate that joke. And when when I go perform, I'll even say it before, I'm like, well, guys, I hope you guys are ready to hear the same shit you've been hearing for the past <laughs> two weeks. Because yeah. You're just working on it. Yeah, working on it. Yeah. Just, I'm sorry that you have to be that person to listen to it constantly while I'm... Sorry, you show up every week. Yeah, yeah. just fucking chipping away at it, trying to make it make it work. Yeah, for uh, something bigger. Yeah, you know what I mean. But then that payoff at the end, like let's say you've been working on that joke, and everyone's like heard like the same like same four renditions of it, and finally you find that mix that works, and then like I've had comedians like I've seen you work on that, and it finally like pieced together, and like like you can tell like a genuine, genuinely good comedian who's like, out to look out for you is like. It finally worked. You did really well. Keep going on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, in, in the end, like, the Central Texas scene, like, everyone's kind of looking out for each other. And everyone wants, like, I want you to do better. Yeah, yeah. Even and I the, want even Jeremiah the, to do better. Even the people who don't find, like, each other's sense of humor funny will still be like, hey, I noticed, like, you did this tweak that's a better way to do that joke. Or, like, um, you know, you're trying, you're going out of your comfort zone with the type of yeah. comedy that you're doing. That's really cool. I'm glad that you're doing that. And, like, this past week, uh, I did a joke about uh, about a girl and um, a slur that she wanted me to say. Yeah. And um, Sharif, like, came up to me and was like, dude, that's a funny fucking bit. Like, yeah. Work on it. Yeah. He's like, you still got to work on it. He's like, but. I forgot to give you those uh, tactics for it. Remind me when we're done here to, to do that. What? what? That, that bit. I told you I had some tags for it. I forgot to give them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Remind yeah. me when we're done here. And see, stuff like that. Like, like. 
if if I heard you say a joke and like, oh, I didn't say it like this way, but like, what if what if they said it like this? I'd yeah. go to you and be like, hey, like, what? How do you feel about this? Yeah. And if there you don't are, use it, then like, it's you don't use it. That's yeah. No deal. There are a couple of jokes I've written that I'm like, these are very funny jokes, but they're not jokes for me. You should try these out with like some other comedians. I'd be like, here's a joke I wrote. I'm never gonna be able to perform it. Like, it's just not my style of comedy. Yeah. Like. But I think it would work really well for you. Yeah. Try that joke out, and yeah, I've had other I've comedians do some, the same. Something like that too. Yeah. They don't I, always get used, but I'm like, I don't care if you don't use it. Either way, like you said, I can't. Yeah. It's not gonna work for me. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. This isn't my style of humor. Somebody take this because I'm still proud of it. it. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. Like, because like, Gary's slur bit was mine, and I was like. <laughs> It's funnier to review as a white dude. <laughs> yeah. So this yeah. is my experience. Yeah, this is my experience, but you're cishet, you're a cishet white man. It's going to be funnier if you say it. <laughs> <laughs> but go for it. It'd be like, wait, yeah. I don't want to say this. No, yeah. hit it. Hit it hard. In the back of his thinking, God, I just want to get you to get your ass <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, I did it. Gary's going to say it. Uh, <laughs> you owe me 50 bucks. You owe me 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. We finally got rid of him. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. So, um, what inspired the, the, what happens when I die? I'm afraid of death. Yeah? Yeah. Um, it's an anxiety I've always had. Turns out if you're raised in the church, and, uh, if you're told that, um, uh, God loves you so much that he thinks you're worthless, and if you don't follow all of his rules, he's gonna send you to hell, makes you afraid to die. <laughs> that's, that's, that's reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I talked to my therapist, and I was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this podcast as, like confrontational therapy of like I'm afraid to die so I think talking about it with other people is just gonna make it yeah. it's gonna make me less afraid or at least get rid of the anxiety yeah cause like I would have I used to have full blown panic attacks about death I mean like going to the hospital at 3 in the morning cause I thought I was having a heart attack uh, anxiety attacks like one time I used to work at Target and I saw an old man in one of the little scooter baskets and I looked at him and my brain went one day you'll be that old and then you're dead and I was like, ah! <laughs> like, that's when you drop dead in front of you. You're like, oh, <laughs> no, dude. I've or you thankfully, could be 91 years old and still doing comedy. Yeah, fuck, like dude. Irv. I hope not. Shout out, uh, Irv. shout out, Irv. But I hope not, dude. I don't want to. Good on him. It looks good on him. Yeah. Not gonna look good on me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I used to have like mad death anxiety, and this was like a safe way to talk about it with other people, and then get other people's opinions yeah. on it, because like everybody's gonna die. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. Everybody's gonna die. Yeah. Everybody's gonna die. Yeah. We have a live audience. Right, yeah. today. We have a live live audience close to death. Yeah. We have everybody everybody <laughs> in one way, shape, or form is kinda close to death in our Some audience. Closer than others. <laughs> <laughs> We're all the closest we'll ever be. Yeah. Oh dude, that's a terrifying thought. Yeah. You're welcome. So, yeah, or no, we're all the furthest we will ever be from dying. So Jeremiah, like in that moment. Okay, I have a question for you. Okay, what's up? So let's say when when you die, would you rather it be nothingness, like black, like no. just, or would you rather be an earthworm? Sure. You go earthworm. Yeah. Yeah. We I had got, this. What that was like twenty minutes of the episode you were yeah. on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, like uh, brew and shit. It's better than nothing. Yeah. Well, cause like uh, like the whole thought process when I originally like like had that idea was like. If you are a earthworm and you have all these memories from your past life, whether it was if you're terrible, then like you have to live in your own personal hell of knowing that you're a, you're an earthworm and you're just like eating shit and dirt. 
but you know you're a terrible person. Listen, that's me now. <laughs> the difference is an earthworm. I don't pay taxes. I don't have to worry about existential crises. Yeah, dude. But, and if like if you're done with it, you just wiggle up onto the sidewalk and let the sun take you. Yeah. yeah. But what if you are an earthworm in a third world country that has no sidewalk? Then you just wiggle up onto the ground and you let the sun take you. Like the sun exists in third or world a countries. Bird, I mean, like yeah, or a bird. Yeah, maybe like uh, maybe I can participate in the circle of life by having like a little Indonesian kid use me on a hook as bait. Or yeah. you ever thought like no people who are afraid <laughs> of birds were earthworms that went up to the soil the soil surface and get eaten by a bird? Oh, dude, that's probably yeah yeah. I don't know if I believe in reincarnation, but like if I did, yeah, probably. If if you're afraid of birds, that's probably why. If you're afraid of birds, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. Yeah. You know there's people that think that birds aren't real. Oh They're yeah. Not. Uh, uh, what are those called? Uh, fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. they they see the power lines. Yeah. They, they recharge in the power lines, and the earth is flat. Oh, uh, I. What is a conspiracy theory you wholeheartedly believe? And I like I want like a low level conspiracy theory. Oh, low level. Low uh, level conspiracy theory. What? Give me an example of a low level conspiracy theory. Uh, I think that like uh, so uh, I think name brand shampoos and conditioners and everything water their product down. Okay. Yeah, I think you're paying you're paying a lot more for less. Okay. It's kind of on an international scale, but yeah, it is like, mine, mine like JFK used, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mine used to be like the, the peanut butter companies were selling less peanut butter. And then I found out it was a fat. Yeah, with more because oil. The dent, no, no, the dent. Oh, yeah, the, the bottom, dent on the bottom, too. It gets, it gets taller. And yeah. I found out, and like, the whole conspiracy thing. Yeah, it's shrinkflation. And I sent like 15 emails to Jeff. I was like, was this during the manic phase? Yeah, you're just like, you sons of bitches! I know you're taking my peanut butter. I was very upset and like I was manic depressed. I was like, was this back and forth or just one after another? No, this is one after another. Like daily? Like this was like, like. There's a video of him scooping the peanut butter out, and it's just like, look at my fingers aren't going that deep. (laughs) And I masturbated with the peanut butter, and I was like, this is what I'm doing. (laughs) How much cocaine was involved in this? None. Just very, very depressed. Good lord. Well. Um, low-level conspiracy theories. I don't know that I have um, one, to be honest with you. No? Or you can do, like, a mid-grade. Mid-grade. That, oh, no, that's Give me an example of a mid-grade. Uh, Bigfoot is real, and he travels through portals, and the FBI and CIA know it. Okay. Have you heard the, the, the National Park theory? No. So, it's like, National Parks have always been said that they have, like, Wendigos. Yeah. And, like, these spiritual beings out in, uh, in these forests, and they didn't want people to die in these forests. So... Uh, who would, uh, the president that did Roosevelt. At, Roosevelt he knew about all these and he made the park service to keep all of these creatures contained that way <laughs> human, that's a Netflix movie that yeah. way humans didn't encroach on their uh, so he land. like Jurassic Parked it he was just yeah. like we're mm-hmm. gonna make some containments we're that way, shooting them yeah. <laughs> that way Wendigos weren't getting out in main society to kill people yeah and it gave them a sanctuary that like, they basically agreed upon. You guys stay here. We don't encroach on this. We're going to do shit elsewhere. Windigos are scary, but I'm more afraid of window stays. <laughs> so I found my uh, uh, small to mid-level conspiracy. The Big Macs have gotten smaller over the years. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely, dude. They're yeah, just yeah, Macs now. Yeah. 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 Eventually, they're going to be small Macs. They're going to be kids Macs. Yeah, they're going to be little Mac. We Macs. We Macs. Get on your fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, McDonald's. It's delicious and it's poison. Yeah. Use Sorry. the code uh, fuck McDonald's on your <laughs> McDonald's app. 
Yeah. 25% off. <laughs> what if I do have a really, really hot take if you guys want to hear it. Yeah. Go for it. So my hot take, this is this involving food because I'm a fat fuck. We were just talking about McDonald's. Yeah. Um, is that when we're talking about burgers, right? You know you have your, like, burger joints. Like, oh, man, this is the best burger you've ever tried. To me, they all taste the fucking same. I'd rather go to a chain place. Not just a fast food place. But, like, uh, uh, there's a place, I, I don't want to shit on anybody, so I'm not going to drop any names, but there's a couple of places here in the Central Texas area that are known for their burgers, locally owned places, I don't have anything bad to say about them, it's just the burgers not are not that good. It's just a personally. burger. They taste all the same, whereas I feel like, dude, that, a burger from Chili's or IHOP for some reason fucking slaps. Yeah. And I don't know why. And the bacon stacker, or they call it the bacon king it's now. It's a cigarette ashes. And, and fucking it's... Burger King is just, and of course Whataburger, but you know. I can't stand Whataburger. I mean, not Whataburger, uh, Burger King. Yeah, I had Burger King for the first time in, like, years. Have you guys like ever tried Bacon King or Bacon Sacker? Yeah, I Doesn't wasn't matter. a fan. Dude, I love it. That's yeah. the only burger I get from there. Here's my burger hot take. Smash burgers are better than any other kind of burger. If done correctly, I can see that. If I've, done correctly. I've had some bad Smash burgers. Before. If done correctly. But, like, there's just something about, like, the, the press and because the fucking... That crisp to it, dude. I would take I would take a Smash burger over, like, a fat patty... Any day of the week. Unless unless it's like one of those like edgy restaurants and they're like, hey, yeah, the, this little sliver of two patty is going to be $45. Yeah, 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 it yeah. It doesn't come with fries. But like I, like, I would take a Steak and Shake, a Freddy's, an In-N-Out. Dude, Steak and fucking Shake, bro. Any day. Yeah, they're Smash Burgers, though. Yeah, they're Smash Burgers. Are they? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Steak and yeah, Shake. Yeah, they're on the thicker the end. The turtle but... milkshake at Steak and Shake? Dude, those things are endangered. Gone. That's that's so, not good. Endangered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, turtles. <laughs> I explained it to everybody. Yeah. Uh, everybody else missed that. That's fine. Yeah. Yo, yo, you just missed that. That's fine. Great. Uh, so uh, we're, we're coming up to the the last little segment here. Okay. Where uh, first we take our shirts off. No, I'm just kidding. Um, basically, from your perspective, which is interesting because uh, I guess you're potentially we've never asked and it never popped into my head because we don't plan these out whatsoever. Yeah. Um, for somebody who wants to like just like likes the arts, right? Entertainment stuff like that, doing it just as like a creative outlet, just for fun, because you know there's a lot of people out there that say like, well, uh, there's no point in doing it because it's not gonna make me any money. Yeah. I guess specific advice for somebody that just wants to do it. I'm assuming your whole life. Yeah. Just as as a hobby, not necessarily like, hey, I'm not trying to make it big in this. I just like doing it. Yeah. Advice, words of wisdom, uh, recipes for smash burgers, whatever. Um. So the best advice that I could probably give is just fucking do it. I like just it. do it. Like Nike's gonna sue you, bro. Yeah, just fucking, just <laughs> just, just fucking do it. There. Just fucking do just it. Just fucking yeah. do it. Cause like, I. See so, this letter on Patreon. <laughs> I yeah. If I ever if I ever am interested in a hobby, I go and do that hobby. I start small, and yeah. then if I like it, I'll continue. I have like nineteen hobbies from like building uh, Gundams to doing collage to music to comedy to doing the occult all of that stuff if I have like if I was just like oh this sounds interesting to me start small do it if you're like oh I'm thinking about getting into whittling then go like there's whittling kits you can get online and like start and try it and if you don't like it fine you spent 15 bucks on a whittling kit and you didn't enjoy it cool move on to the next thing find something some sort of form of catharsis because I think that's what it is it's a combination of of creativity and catharsis. It's a combination of, uh, of of speaking, getting some sort of outlet, both creativity-wise, but then also, like, emotionally. 
you know, because like I have friends who like they wake up, they go to work, they come home, they get high, they go to bed, and that's all they do for five days a week, and they don't have any kind of outlet, and they're just like, mm, I'm sad, and it's like, yeah, dude, you're stuck in a fucking rut. Do something. Yeah. As somebody who was like gonna kill themselves last month, like. Go out and do something. <laughs> it's like, it, like the idle, idle hands are literally the devil's plaything. Oh, yeah. You can't tell if it's clinical depression until you've exhausted these other options. Yeah, do exa- yeah, like exhaust every other option. Do as many things as you can. If you're just like, oh, I want to get into record collecting, but I don't have a lot of money, what, well, dude? You're gonna fucking die. Yeah. Like we've got maybe twenty years left as like a civilization. Like go and get a fucking record. You know, like, be smart. Say, pay your bills first, and if you have $15 left over, Get a go credit card, max it out, make minimum payments, fucking go for it. Yeah, dude, okay, if you want okay, to, okay, genuinely. Okay. No, no, genuinely, no, if no, you want kidding. to. Like, it's... Uh, Casey I, Neistat, he built his career off of maxing out his credit card because he bought a, a laptop, a computer, yeah. and a camera, and now he's at where he is now. Yeah, dude, like, genuinely, and, like, there's also a lot of luck that's in it. Yeah. Like, oh, if yeah, you're, yeah. like... Don't do this stuff because you want to get famous. Don't do anything because you want to get famous. Do it because you feel like you need to do it or because you really want to. Yeah. And like sex tape plans. Yeah, and like and slowly get into it. Like I'm huge into synthesizers, right? I've slowly been collecting little like $200 synthesizers over time, and now I have like a pretty good a pretty good array that I can fucking boop beep beep boop, boop with. Yeah. And it's Fun great. Stuff, yeah. yeah, and like sending <laughs> Same thing with, like, collaging. You know, I subscribe. It turns out you can get a lot of free magazines if you pretend to be a dentist's office. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I just stocked up on magazines and bought, like, you could buy big packs of canvas board from Amazon. Yeah. And you can fucking collage. Glue sticks are, like, you know, 15 cents a pop. So. Mod Podge is super easy. Get yeah, you. yeah, dude. Like, no, I'm waiting for your fucking house to show up on Yelp or Google Maps as a dentist's office. Yeah, dude. I think, I think my day was, like, Dr. Dentist. It was, like, Dr. <laughs> dentist. Uh... But, like, yeah, like, literally, just go out, just, I challenge you, and it's the same thing with the occult. If you're interested in doing the occult, just go and do it. Yes. I challenge, it's... Don't tw- summon Bugs Bunny. Yeah, do, yeah, like, it's 2023, we have one more year until, or what, no, we have, like, six more years until the second Blade Runner movie happens. Yeah. So, like... Looking forward to that. Go out, we have- just go out and do something, because you're gonna fucking die one day. You are going to fucking die. You... You are going to fucking die one day. I'm going to die. You're going to die. And I don't die. want you you're to be on die. your deathbed you're being like, Ooh, You're going to die. I you're going to die. <laughs> I should have learned electric guitar. It's like, yeah, dude, go and do it. If you don't have fun, then sell the fucking guitar and buy yeah. something new. I'm sorry I'm getting so angry about this. A lot of it is directed at me <laughs> because I just turned 30. And for like a while, I was like, oh, like I want to get into synthesizers or I want to get into this stuff. And like I didn't do it. And like now as an adult, like... I was like, yeah, okay, like, I'm just, I'm not gonna, you know what, instead of Netflix for this next year, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna fucking buy a synthesizer, cancel my Netflix subscription. Yeah, dude, and then fucking pirate it, dude. Commit crimes, commit crimes, follow your passions. That's what I'm saying. So right now, I'm recording part of the, recording this podcast, not only on this, but I have a 1988 Panasonic Omni movie that I'm recording on VHS. Which, by the way, if, 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 a 1988 against a 19 what? 1988. Pan- Panasonic Omni Movie. Okay, if somebody can look that up, is it just me or Jandy weigh in on this? That looks like something like a voyeur would use. Yeah, dude, that's definitely like sex dungeon camera. Oh yeah, that's that a is... slutty. Yeah, porno dude, that's camera. a sex dungeon camera. Like, no, not slutty porno. This is like you have to go to a like a a, a rest stop to buy a copy. I just hope that they lysoled it or you lysoled it when you got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, it's got a smell coming that way. Actually, it's great. You know, um, I bought that because I was like, I love analog. Movies, yeah. I love analog like film and stuff like that. And I saw that it was like thirty bucks. And yeah. I was like, 
why why would it why would why it not? not be fun? Yeah. And I can have VHS bullshit. Yeah. Dude, collect things. I have spent I've spent over uh three thousand dollars on board games. I play them maybe like three times a year. But I'm still like I love that collection. Yeah, I like to have them. You know, and Gundams. I spent in six months. I spent two thousand dollars on plastic model kits. Yes. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, have fun, dude. Do something. Go out and do something. Even if you're not good at it, if it puts a smile on your face and makes you want to kill yourself a little bit less, then fucking do it. Love it. Go out, do something, just do the thing. Commit crimes. Commit crimes. Commit crimes, follow your passions. Follow your passions. Can we get that on a shirt? Commit crimes, follow your passions? Boof yeah. and edible. Oh, please. Wrap up the podcast because, you know, you're running out of time and they called the cops because Gary was yelling at random customers. Uh, Jenny, thank you so much for coming out, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure yeah. hanging out with you. Um, One like, of my favorite people. Absolutely same. So, yeah, I love you guys. Uh, like, subscribe, share with your friends, share with strangers, share with people that hate you, because why not? Yeah, you. so you can go to a website and get a QR code made, and you can just, like, print that QR code out a hundred times, leave it in fucking bathrooms, leave it at nurseries, leave it in potted plants, like, just your leave it, yeah, house. your grandma's house, dude, on the fucking, tape it on a... On a table at a fucking Bennigan's. Like, I've lost a Bennigan. <laughs> yeah. No, go to a Chili's and taper to every table on Chili's. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, legitimately. Instead of the menu. Yeah. yeah, dude, commit crimes, follow your passions. Do that. Do that for us. Because this is a Basura Triangle podcast. And as always, stay trashy.